0: Welcome to the Fear Boss Show, a show created to help you become the bravest, boldest, and most badass version of yourself yet. Now, this show is allergic to basic. It's a show that loves real talk. It's a show that will help you slay self-doubt, and it's a show designed to help you check yourself before you wreck yourself. I'm your host, Judy Holler, best-selling author, keynote speaker, improv theater junkie, and a hip-hop-loving entrepreneur. It's kind of like this. If Amy Poehler and Dr. Dre had a baby, uh, that would basically be me. I am obsessed with helping you smash comfort zones and experiment with your fears so you can get more freedom in your life personally and professionally. This podcast is going to help you do just that. So are you ready? Let's get this your party started. You are listening to The Fear Boss Show, episode 14. This episode may contain adult content and language, so please take care while listening. Hey, hey, and welcome back to The Fear Boss Show, Fear Boss. Now, this is a show obsessed with helping you smash those comfort zones and Experiment with your fears so you can live a braver life. And I am so excited to be back with you. I'm recording from the floor of my closet. It's so glamorous up in here, but everybody is home in my world. It is really hard to get a quiet space. And so I've been retreating into the floor of my closet to like meditate and, you know, record podcast episodes and any sort of online programming that I'm creating. And sometimes just to sit here. And get away from everybody! I'm sure if I'm feeling this, you're feeling this as well. You know, we're all in quarantine. And, you know, again, it still feels so weird to say that, but I know that we'll come out on the other side of this. And I look forward to the day uh, that this is over and we're back to our new normal. And I cannot wait to celebrate what the world looks like on the other side of this. But for now, we have to figure out how to stay sane in what has become a really uncomfortable environment for most of us. So I'm going to peel back the layers, Fear Boss, and I want you to steal my work-from-home strategy in order to help you stay more sane and more productive and more focused so we can keep in forward momentum because this is something that we have to take very seriously, especially in days and times of disruption because fear doesn't want us moving forward. So in order to really manage our fear, in order to fear our fear less, we have got to take momentum and take focus as the most important medicine we could be ingesting right now in order to really slice through all of that doubt and all of this absolute uncertainty. But first, before I jump into the content for your boss, I have two favors to ask of you. Okay, number one, could you do me a favor? If you have found any value in this podcast, if you have loved even just one episode, will you pause this episode right now and jump into the reviews and leave me some stars and say a couple of words about what this podcast means to you? It is so helpful to us and we need those reviews now more than ever. So anything you can do to help me out there, my hand is on my heart. It would mean so, 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 so. So, cool much. So thank you for that. And number two, do me a favor. Favor number two, uh, come hang out with me on the Instagram. I'm at Judy Holler, J-U-D-I-H-O-L-L-E-R. I'll link up everything in the show notes, but do me a favor and screenshot this episode so that I know you're listening. I love hearing from the Fear Boss family, and Instagram is my favorite way to talk to you. So tag me, tell me what you loved about the episode, drop me a DM to say hi, and share what you love about the show this episode. And of course, let me know what requests and or questions you have. I love hearing from you. Okay, for your boss, let's talk about working from home. Now, working from home has a ton of benefits. You don't have a commute. Uh, you don't have to get ready. You don't have to do your hair or your makeup, of course, unless you're on video calls and have a bunch of content to create or you have to be on camera for some reason. You, you could also technically wear your jams, your pajamas every single day. We'll talk about that in a little bit. You don't have to deal with traffic. You don't have to stop for gas. I hate gas stations. Anybody else? hate getting gas. Uh, Yeah, you don't have to fill up your tank. You don't have to take a bunch of public transportation. As a girl who lived in Chicago for almost 10 years, yeah, trains, the bus, all of it. You don't have to deal with it, and you don't have to make a bunch of small talk, and you don't waste a bunch of time in the office. So those are some of my favorite things about working from home, and those are some benefits I I think we could probably all agree on. But there are also some downsides to working from home. You don't have any colleagues to say hello to. Um, you don't have a designated office space. You have kids and a spouse and pets as distractions. You have laundry and dishes and errands as distractions. You have your bed, your TV, your iPad, all of this stuff as distractions. So the intention of this podcast episode is to help you check yourself before you wreck yourself. Uh, I'm throwing a little ice cube in for this one because it is so critical that we take a good look at this and bravely set boundaries in this new normal that we found ourselves in. So I know that there's likely two camps of people right now. I know that there are a lot of you who have never worked from home before and you are just trying to figure it out and stay afloat. I got you. And then there are many of you like me who now you're used to working at home, but now you have lots of new friends. And I'm doing air quotes here. A lot of new friends in the office with you. So maybe, it's kids, stepkids, your partner or family, extra pets, your pets, all the things, right? And you are trying to stay productive and saying, I also got you. Uh, while I don't know it all, and I'm most certainly not your guru, uh, I have worked at home for over a decade, and I know a thing or two about being productive without any daily supervision and lots of distractions. I I have worked from home both as a full-time employee of someone else working remote for a hotel company. And now I work from home as an entrepreneur. And in both scenarios, I have had years where I have crushed it. I have started a business, 5x my income, wrote a book, launched new products, hired a team member. And then there were years that I just felt off. So I've studied the habits that work and the ones that don't, and I'm sharing it all with you today. So in this episode, I'm going to share with you five virtual sanity tips because I don't want you to feel virtually insane. I want you to feel sane and productive and focused. And when I, of course, feel like assigning a song to how I'm feeling right now, it's got to be a little Jamiroquai. Anybody remember this one? Oh yes, let me let this ride for a minute. Here we go, this is a song called Virtual Insanity. Oh my gosh, I love that song, Jamiroquai, the 90s. Oh my gosh. So I'll link up to that song in the show notes. But yes, I don't want you to feel insane right now. We already have enough chaos and disruption going on. I want to help you check yourself before you wreck yourself. So let's dig in. The first thing you need to understand is that fear hates when you are focused. And this is important to understand because when you are focused, fear boss, you are really hard to stop. Yet the problem and the challenge is that we've never been more distracted and connected and overwhelmed than we are these days. And the bottom line is this, nothing, nothing works unless you do. Nothing works unless you do. And it's not just the everyday things that are getting in our way like family and projects and errands. Our technology is hijacking our dreams. The slot machines in our pockets, i.e. our phones, have us in a chokehold and won't let go. So I want to help you get into the number one spot in your life, not your email, not your technology, not your phone, and even not others. I want to empower you to stop feeling so guilty about putting yourself first. And I want you to feel brave enough to set those boundaries and really design a schedule that gives you all the freedom you crave in this life. Now, the cold hard truth is this. You cannot be exhausted and brave I'll say that again. You cannot be exhausted and brave. You cannot be overwhelmed and brave. You cannot be crazy busy and brave because bravery requires stamina and energy. It requires you to be alive and awake on the front lines of your life and fear boss. It requires you to be focused. Remember, fear hates when you are focused because when you are focused, you are really hard to stop. And I I love the word momentum. I write about this in my book, and it's one of my favorite Jen Sincero quotes who wrote the book, You Are a Badass. But she says, momentum is like a freight train full of fuck yeah. And isn't that the truth? So is focus. Focus is like a freight train full of fuck yes. You are really hard to stop when you're focused. This is why fear tries to do everything it can to get you In a chaotic space, to get you in an overwhelmed space, to make you feel crazy busy, exhausted, and overwhelmed. So, the five ideas I'm gonna share with you are going to help you get a little virtual sanity and also help make you unstoppable. And, bonus, they will keep you sane amidst all of this insanity right now. So, I'm gonna start with the most tactical first, and I really feel it's the most important now more than ever, and that is number one, set a schedule. Now, Fear Boss, in the show notes, I'm going to add two PDFs so that you can see how I structure my day working from home with no small children but three up stepsons and a husband and a dog who are all over the place, Uh, but I will share a PDF that shows you how I focus and structure my schedule with that situation and that specific scenario. And then I'll also share a PDF of how my bestie, my best friend, who is a teacher and has never worked at home, and now she's working at home, teaching all of her classes virtually. I'll share how she structures her day because she's also got two small kids uh, at home, seven, nine years old, and a husband who's an engineer who is now working at home, and they've got a dog as well. So things are hectic, and we have two very different lives, um, but we are also bossing up and setting two very important Schedule. So I will attach a PDF in the show notes so you can literally see my hour by hour and Jody's hour by hour. But for now, here are some high level things to consider. Number one, I use a goal focused planner. I specifically use the Volt Planner by Ink and Volt. Don't worry, I'll put this planner. I'll link to it in the show notes, and I'll also link to a couple of my other favorite planners that I know people are using and loving. But the the reason I bring this up, it's not so much the the tool you use. It's the big idea behind the goal-focused planning system that matters because these goal-focused planners are really designed to take all of your big dreams and goals and put them into 30-day windows. And then you're taking those 30-day windows and breaking them down into weeks. And the science and the research comes in here because it shows us that when you set specific goals and you break them into 30-day windows, you will double your chances of achieving results. And I will tell you, Fear Boss, I personally have seen a 90% return on my investment ever since I started using a goal-focused planning system. And honestly, in the last four years, I'm on my fourth Volt Planner. So it's the fourth year I've been using a goal-focused planner. And honestly, it has been my number one secret weapon because it's making sure that I take a look at the whole picture, the whole me, because work is life and we need to work to live. So goal-focused planners give you balance, which gives you freedom. The other reason I love a goal-focused planner is it really allows you to lean into this idea of buffer. Do you have enough buffer in your week and in your day? When was the last time you got everything done on your to-do list with time to spare? If you laughed as I said that to you, like I am with you, right? It's almost funny to think about, but When you start using a goal-focused planning system, you no longer laugh at that. You laugh at people who aren't doing that. Not that I encourage you to laugh at other people, but you'll start to see the light. You'll start to really understand the power of setting goal-focused weeks up for yourself and allowing buffer into your life. The reason we don't get everything done on our to-do list with time to spare is because we are overscheduled. We are overplanned and we are planning and scheduling every minute of our day and our weeks. And that is not sustainable and it's not realistic. And it's also why you don't get everything done. And then you feel like shit because you're like, oh my God, I didn't get it all done. So you have to really think strategically and smartly about how you're planning your month and your week. Remember, this idea of strategic focus is a really big thing to, understand. Because when we think strategic, strategic is all about thinking about 2042 you. Who are you 15, 10 years, eight years, five years from now? That's strategic focus. Who do you want to be? How do you want to feel? Where do you want to go? But the focus comes in, and this is what fear hates. What are you doing now to make sure that that version of 2042 you is a reality? What are you doing today, this week, this month, to make sure you're moving those strategic goals for yourself and your business and your family forward one day, one hour, in one week at a time? So there are three things I do every week when I'm kind of planning out my, my week. So every Sunday, I sit down and I vote plan. Now, sometimes this is on a Saturday based on what I've got going into my life, but 90% of the time, it's a Sunday. Sunday morning, it's my triggers, my coffee. I pour coffee, I go into my office, or I sit outside, or I come in the closet if I can't be alone anywhere, and I literally get my markers, my stickers, my volt planner, all my highlighters, and my calendar, right? So I can kind of go through and really set up my week. Every Sunday, Fear Boss, every Sunday. Remember, if you want a comfortable life, you have to be willing to do the uncomfortable things required in order to earn it. This is something you have to and you have to plan. You have to schedule the scheduling time. And it's uncomfortable at first, right? Because you're going to come up with a million excuses on why you can't do this. So get your partner involved. Go black yourself into a closet. Get up an hour early, hour earlier than everybody else. Do it Saturday night when everybody goes to bed, right? Sunday night when everybody goes to get bed. But the point is you have to be scheduling time to schedule your time, right? And your week. So every Sunday, usually it's in the morning, I get out all my stuff and I make it a vibe and I light a candle and I just catch a vibe and I plan my entire week out. Okay. That's number one. The first thing I do is I go in and I schedule all my calls, my meetings, my keynotes, all the different travels. And right now that's on pause, but you get the drift, right? You put in all your work appointments. And then the second thing I do is I put in my workouts. I am a big Peloton rider. So I schedule all my bike rides for the week. So I um, make an appointment to my for myself when I'm getting onto that bike and when I'm depositing into the bank of my health. So I Put in my work appointments, and then I put in my bike rides, and then I, before I schedule any strategic work stuff, any writing time, any projects that I need to move forward, any anything I'm doing in my business, I look at where I'm at in my schedule. So have I um, had a date with my husband recently? You know, have I gone to a movie? Have I gotten a massage? When was the last time I got a mani pedi? What can I schedule brunch with the girls? Like whatever that may look like for you. Obviously, we're in quarantine right now, so some of this stuff is looking a little. Bit differently, but you get my point. This podcast will go on in time way when quarantine is over. So, are you putting yourself into your schedule, right? So, maybe that is right now in the form of workouts because you're not investing into the bank of your health. But that's the first thing I do. So, I sit down on Sunday, I plan out my week, I put in my meetings, my keynotes, my work appointments, I schedule my bike rides, and then I put Judy into that schedule. Because if we're working hard and we're hustling like a fear boss and we are kicking ass and taking names. What's the point of it if we're not doing the things that bring us joy? So I make sure that I put the joy into my schedule first and then schedule all my work stuff around it. The other thing I do is I, every night before bed, I Look at the next day because you know as well as I know that your life is going to change. Your work schedule is going to change. People are going to get sick. You're going to have a, a flight delay or a travel cancellation or you're going to have to pick up a kid or deal with carpool or something comes up that disrupts the way you thought your Wednesday or your Tuesday was going to go. So, every night before bed, I just take a look at the next day. Does this schedule still make sense? Do I need to pivot? Do I need to make some changes? And what I also love about this exercise, I have some anxiety, and if you struggle with anxiety, looking at my schedule before I go to bed so that I'm kind of in control of the next day really helps me sleep better. It gets my mind off of work and I can really rest and Settle down with ease because I've gotten all the stuff I know I need to do tomorrow out of my head and organized onto paper. So sometimes what I've put in my planner on a Sunday doesn't change, but sometimes the night before bed, I realize I need to make some changes based on what's going on. I mean, this just happened to me last week. I was on deadline for a new workbook and it was taking me longer than I thought it was going to. So I had this whole Wednesday planned, but I actually wasn't even done with the workbook yet. So everything I thought I was going to do on Wednesday had to move to Thursday and Friday. And I caught up a little bit on Sunday, but the moral of the story is it helped me sleep and it helped me manage my anxiety when I was able to just the night before take a look at my schedule and set my next day up for success. And then the last thing I'd say here around scheduling before we go into number two is just get your squad on board. Uh, Like right now, I'm in the closet recording this podcast for you guys, and I had to get the whole team on board. I was like, okay, everybody, 30 minutes. I'm gonna be in the, you know, in the closet. Turn off the movies. Turn off this. Don't use the toilets. I mean, because it's so loud. Like you flush a toilet in my house, it like, you know, you hear the whole thing. So the moral of the story is like, I was trying to get my squad on board so that I could be productive. You know, now that I'm home, I'm doing a lot of Zoom calls and I'm having a lot of meetings and you know, we've got to get Sean off Xbox so the internet doesn't go down and it just st- makes my Zoom run really slow. So we're all just trying to work together. I got a middle stepson who's studying for his MCAT. So we're all sort of like fighting for time and quiet space right now. And so you just have to like communicate. And I think that is something that has always set me up for success specifically as I was even writing my book. And now the workbook that we just finished, you know, anytime I'm on deadline, I'm looping my husband into that process so he can support me and he knows what I need. And same with my workouts. You know, how can you help me here? I'm going in the basement and this is what I'm doing and I need this for myself. And then how can I help you? So definitely get your squad on board. And worst case scenario, if you really can't find a space, go get yourself into a closet and hide away from the rest of the world to get your most important work done. There's always a way. Okay, number two, you've got to dress to be productive. Okay. So have you ever heard this saying, dressed like you're going to work, dressed like you're going to work? You've heard this, right? Listen, I I don't know. Why? Unless it makes you feel more productive, why would you waste all of that time getting dressed and then have more dry cleaning and laundry and ironing and all this stuff, right? I say I'm in this camp of where what makes you most productive. So here's my thoughts on this. There are some days where I am legit in my pajamas until noon because I love writing all super cozy and, and have a cup of coffee and light a candle. I mean, when I wrote my book, it became a ritual and a habit wearing jammies and some really comfy lounge clothes that triggered productive writing for me. And I have never gotten out of that habit. It started in 2018 when I started writing Fear Is My Homeboy. And it's kind of still the thing, right? Here we are in 2020 and I still do this. You will not see me get dressed up in the morning unless I legit have to, like I have a conference call or a keynote or something like that. So most days until noon, and again, I'll put a PDF of my schedule in the show notes, but most days until noon, I am super comfy, cozy, and I am in my jammies. And then right around noon, I I get dressed and I get on my Peloton almost every lunch break, right? So that's kind of my vibe. Now, some days I'm on camera, I'm doing webinars, I'm filming content. So I get ready, I rock a little leopard print, I put on the fuchsia lipstick, and I catch a vibe. Now, some days... I'm feeling depressed and down and sad and anxious. So I rock some sequin and I raise my vibe. I get myself ready. And I think this is a hack. If you are struggling with depression and anxiety and self-doubt and overwhelm, the way to get out of a funk is to get yourself up and moving and out of the funk. So if you are struggling, I do not recommend you sit in your jammies all day, fear boss, right? Get up, get showered get yourself moving, give yourself some grace in the morning, right? Do your most productive, creative work first, right? That most important work and then get yourself moving, get yourself dressed. This is really going to help fend off depression and anxiety and just overall sadness. So you do you. The bottom line is this, you've got to show up and sit down and do the work. This is more important than anything that you wear. Being a pro, sitting down, and showing up to do the work. There are two books you've got to read, and I'll put them, I'll link up to them in the show notes, but what really reframed my perspective on showing up like a pro versus an amateur is a book by the amazing Steven Pressfield called Turning Pro. This is a great book to read to lean into this idea a little bit deeper about sitting down, showing up, and doing the work, right, running those reps and really Thinking like a professional, not an amateur. And oh, by the way, Stephen Pressfield, the author of this book, wrote my all-time favorite book on fear. It's a book called The War of Art. If you've never read The War of Art, oh my god, fear boss, this is something to read during your quarantine or just in life. It's a game changer, but he calls fear the resistance. And it's just a book about the resistance and all the different ways that fear can show up. I think it's required what life reading for human beings just to. In general now more than ever. So turning pro in the war of art, highly recommend. I'll link up in the show notes. Number three, know your triggers. The best thing about working from home is that you have everything you need nearby. And the worst thing about working from home is that you have everything you need nearby. So now is the time you've got to really think about what your triggers are and remove them if if you've got them. So some of my triggers are like the TV being on, uh, phones ringing, my phone. My phone is a big trigger. Like I instantly want to grab it and go for the Instagram or uh, look at my text. So my phone is a massive trigger. Noise, other people, loud sounds, laundry, just the different chores around the house. My dog and most certainly the kitchen. So I want you to take away things that will destroy your productivity and add things that will increase your productivity. So maybe you take away your phone and you put it in the bathroom or out of your office so that you're not distracted. I want you to take away text and email notifications so you don't even hear the ping, ping, ping right in your ear that is designed to distract you and keep you unproductive. Maybe you take away the TV from your office, turn it off or make sure that you move to a space where there is no TV, And then you can add things like noise-canceling headphones to drown out the noise. You can add things like healthy snacks so you're not tempted to go grab the bag of chips from the the kitchen. I want you to add do-not-disturb functions to your computer and to your phone. And maybe you even put a fun do-not-disturb sign on your office. The moral of the story here is you've got to know your triggers and take away the stuff that is going to tempt you to be distracted and add things that are going to help you be more focused and productive. Number four, we've got to have a Marie Kondo moment here. Number four is kill clutter. Clutter is one of fear's best friends. And when working together, they are relentless. So I do not say bless the mess. I say get rid of the damn mess. Here's some research on the destructive power of clutter and what it can do to affect you in your life. Clutter overstimulates your senses, which leaves you exhausted and makes you tired. It distracts your attention, and we need you to be focused. Remember, fear hates when you're focused. Clutter also manipulates your mind into thinking your work is never done. Clutter also causes anxiety. Lord knows we don't need any more of that. And clutter also distracts your mind from being creative and productive. And we want you to be creative and productive. So what can you declutter this week that needs it to free up some of that mental space it's robbing you of? Maybe it's your iPhone and organizing all of your apps and just sort of cleaning up your iPhone. Maybe it's your laptop, your desktop, your office, your car, your closet. I'm sitting in my closet right Now and I feel so good, Fear Boss, because I spent all Saturday organizing my closet and decluttering my entire bathroom, all the drawers, all my jewelry, all my shoes, all my closet. I got rid of so much stuff, I purged and merged, and I feel lighter. It was like actually fun to get ready this morning. I knew where everything was and I just felt lighter. Again, it was freeing up my mind. Remember, clutter stimulates your senses and this leaves you exhausted and tired and fear boss. You cannot be exhausted and brave. So clutter is dangerous and we've got to get rid of it. Also, fear boss, clutter can show up in the form of people, right? Is there someone in your life you need to remove because they are toxic or they make you feel like shit about yourself? Is there an account on Instagram you can stop following or someone you can unfriend or unfollow because they make you feel awful about yourself or they're not contributing to your overall mental wellness, Mel Robbins for a minute was doing this like unfollow Friday, and I loved it, right? This idea that every Friday you're sort of auditing what you're consuming and taking an inventory of what's really showing up on those social media feeds. So I've sort of made that a new rule of thumb. You know, a lot of times we'll follow an account and then it no longer serves us, or we follow someone thinking it's going to be one way, and then you find out that it's not a positive and supportive place to be. So you just hit that unfollow button. No worries. is your damn life. So can you scrub your social and do an audit every Friday to make sure that you are living a beautiful, brave, decluttered life? And then last but not least, tip number five is get face-to-face. This has absolutely been one of the ways I have been able to stand out over the years while working remote. Getting off of the phone and onto Zoom or Skype or FaceTime with my leadership, my team, even my clients from time to time has really helped me stand out. It is so easy to feel paranoid when you're working remote and kind of guilty, especially when you have teammates that are going into an office. So this really helped me so much. And here's some of my favorite reasons why. It will pump oxygen into your conference calls. There is nothing like seeing someone and getting the energy of someone face to face. So it sort of like pumps oxygen into a normally pretty boring conference call experience. Uh, You won't, what I also love is you won't misread someone's tone. I think when you can see someone and get on the phone with someone face-to-face versus a a text or an email, it's easy to misread and overreact or think something is what it isn't. So that is always a benefit of getting face-to-face. You'll also get good vibes and a hit of oxytocin and serotonin, which makes you feel, oh, so good. You will stand out and you will also, have to put yourself together and curl the hair, put on some lipstick and get yourself showered, which fends off depression. And now with quarantine going on for a few more weeks, who knows how much longer here? Look at this as an awesome fear experiment you can run right now to up your game here. So play around with the different platforms. Go on to Zoom, go on to Skype, use FaceTime, have some fun here. I mean, even Amanda on my team and I, we've been making our weekly calls every Friday, a Zoom call so we can get face to face and it just changes the energy. And oh, by the way, we're probably going to be doing this from now into eternity because it has just really been such a positive change for both of us. So Fear Boss, the key to working from home successfully is to understand your triggers and to optimize your home life with your work life. It's also important to understand that there are going to be four things that will get in your way. Number one, fear. Self-doubt, self-sabotage, imposter syndrome, excuses, comfort zones, perfectionism, procrastination, gossip, jealousy, blame, always. That fear shows up. So knowing that perfectionism is fear and that procrastination is fear and self-sabotage, you thinking, well, easy for her to say, none of this will work for me. These are all ways. Fear tries to rob you of your productivity and keep you unfocused. So you have to be brave enough and strong enough to slice through it because fear is coming for you. But you, fear boss, are stronger. Another way fear shows up to stop you is through failure you have to be brave enough to try, to get it wrong and to try again. You have to be brave enough to maybe get it wrong so that you can get closer to getting it right. This is also why fear experiments are your gold, right? Getting uncomfortable daily on purpose to get more comfortable with getting uncomfortable and to get more comfortable failing. Remember, a fear boss will never lose. We will learn or we will win, but we will never lose. And in the improv theater, one of our big mantras is no mistakes, only gifts. No failures, only lessons. So beware failure and be stronger and braver than failure so you can keep in forward momentum. The third thing that'll get in your way is other people's opinions. Fear boss, there will be people close to you that love you, that have been a part of your life for a long time that will try to stop you or talk you out of a change you want to make or a big dream or a big goal that you have. Now, usually this is someone who's like in a voice of authority. So it's a parent, a sister, a sibling, a teacher, a boss, a spouse. It may look like a teacher telling you you're not smart enough or ready for a particular class or a major. It may look like a friend, your best friend, telling you that your dream is crazy. It could look like a spouse telling you your idea will never work. It could be a parent telling you that you're too old or too young to try something. It could be a boss telling you that you're not cut out for that position. And it's not that these people don't love you or like you or care about you. It's that they aren't you. Only you know in your bones and in your heart what's best for you. And the big thing to know here is this. At the root of other people's negative opinions is always fear fear of change because your change means you will be different. And sometimes that can feel scary for someone else because then what does that mean for them? Will you still hang out, be the same you? And will this new, better version of yourself still love them, still need them? Your change and your growth and your idea And your fear experiments could make someone else nervous, which may cause them to act out of fear, not love. Now, this doesn't mean that you should just go do things with no thought about consequence or not have a plan, right? It's always good to bounce things off other people from time to time, but no one ahead of you will ever talk you out of your dreams. No one who is out there doing the things you seek to do will tell you to stop, and no one who is out there on the field and in the arena will boo you. The boos only come from the cheap seats. And last but not least, you, Fear Boss, you could stop yourself. It's time to stop quitting on yourself and start trusting yourself. You know, will these ideas work? The question is, will you work? Does goal-focused planning like the Volt Planner work? The question is, will you work? Does the Peloton bike work or any fitness routine work? Well, the question is, will you work? You have to be willing to put in the reps. You will get stronger, but you have to show up. It's time to stop quitting on yourself and start trusting yourself. This takes courage. This takes guts. But this is how you get all of the freedom in this life that you want and you deserve. Okay, Fear Boss, so I'd love to hear from you. Screenshot this episode and tag me on the social media and include, tell me what you do to stay sane working virtually. I want to know your tips, your creative ideas, and your secrets. Also, if you dug this episode, don't forget to throw your love my way in the reviews. And if you're feeling extra generous, Fear Boss, share this episode with another Fear Boss you love. Last but not least, make sure you drop me your questions, your inspiration, and your show ideas. You can email me directly at hello at judyholler.com or send me a DM or a message on any of the social media. I always want to hear from you because this show is for you. As always, thank you for listening. And in the meantime, stay brave and keep experimenting with your fear. Well, hi there. It's me again. Thank you so much for listening. I'm so damn glad you're here. And if you loved this episode, which I hope you did, my hand is on my heart. Please don't forget to hit that subscribe button so you don't miss an episode. And if you're feeling a little extra boss today, it would mean the world to me if you'd leave a review on iTunes so more fear bosses like you can find this podcast. And better yet, share this podcast with the fear boss you love and encourage them to listen. For more on me, my work, and my keynotes, you can visit me at judyholler.com, J-U-D-I-H-O-L-L-E-R.com to learn more. And this is also where you can sign up for my newsletter. It's called The Fear Boss 5, and it comes out every Friday where I share five things I'm loving, learning, and reading. It's one of my favorite things to do. And if you love this podcast, you're going to love the newsletter, and you can sign up right there on my website. My book is available at most of your favorite book retailers, Amazon, Barnes & Noble, airports, all the things. So search me up on Google or type Judy Holler into Amazon and grab your copy. Last but not least, you can always come hang out with me on the social media. Instagram is my favorite place to be. I'm on Instagram at Judy Holler, J-U-D-I-H-O-L-L-E-R. I'm also on Facebook, facebook.com forward slash fear is my homeboy, and Twitter as well at Judy Holler. Until next time, Fear Boss, keep experimenting with your fear and stay brave.